This is Powell to the People on the best talk in town. Well, I got up early this morning, turned on the radio. The weatherman gave the forecast that he really didn't know. He said we might have a little sunshine, might have a little rain. Might have partly cloudy skies and it might just snow again. Well, I found out a long time ago, there ain't that much for sure. But God's love and faithfulness will forevermore endure. No matter what comes, no matter what goes. If you're on a high, if you're in a low. If you're getting sick, if you're feeling well. If you get up, if you just fell. God's love and faithfulness will always be the same. Some things never change. Here's Larry Powell. Hey, welcome, folks. You're listening to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. Uh, you know, it's been a, um, a crazy-making time during the last two years uh, with COVID and all the things that are taking place. But in spite of all of that, it's amazing the good things that are going on. And so one of the things we try to do with Powell to the People is uh, bring guests on board that are doing some outstanding things in the community and also to share with you what's taking place so you'll get an opportunity maybe to put a few dollars in and help them out and uh, keep these good things going. Uh, you know, we talk uh, here uh, about politics, education, religion, technology, sports, values, healthy communities. And you also can hear Good News with Larry Powell every Monday through Friday at 10 and at 4. And uh, if you want to just be pumped up, there's a good news story for you. And and then if you want to go to Spotify, download Spotify to your smartphone and go on Facebook, YouTube. There are a variety of ways to stream the show so that you can hear it when it's convenient for you. But you're going to hear this show, uh, you know, uh, on Sunday at six o'clock. But it's uh, that's what time we're at right now. But, boy, I'll tell you what, there's some really good things happening in our community. And I've got with me today a really good guest who... I don't know if he's always been a cowboy, but he's always looked like a cowboy. And this is my good friend, Guy Adams from Heart of the Horse yeah. Therapy Ranch. Guy, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've always dressed like a cowboy, even growing up in East San Jose. So, Man, I, I, yeah, tell me a little bit of what it was like growing up in San Jose in those days. Uh, it was a little bit rough. Uh, I grew up in a, a little area called Taco Flats. Uh, oh, okay. By the time I came out of high school, I'd been stabbed a few times, shot, and... and uh, wow. Give me a good story for Bill Glass Ministries when I went and spoke with them for a while. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what what, uh, what did your dad do? What, what was the family like for you during those days? And... Well, my my dad was born on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. We're okay. Ogallala, Ogallala Sioux. Yeah. Um, him and my mom divorced, and then she remarried. I ended up with the last name Adams when I was adopted by another man. And, okay. Uh, uh, those life, those, those times with my mom were great. My dad, he was kind of a, a crazy man. It made me mean and bitter. And by the time I was eight years old, he was gone. And, wow. and I grew up in the, on the streets and was on my own at about the age 15, pretty much roaming around and just trying to do my own thing. And, sure. and, uh, met a great young lady and, and we started dating and she came with horses and, and we rode all over San Jose and, Wow. I uh, decided at a certain point I was done with school, went and got a job with Coca-Cola and never looked back. Is that right? <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. And her name is Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Guy and Carrie Adams. And uh, we're going to talk about the the Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch because 
I think some of those early experiences that the Lord allows us to have Amen. Uh, lead to the positive things that he wants us to do at some time in the future. So you probably never thought about it, but you're now ministering to an amazing group of people, and we're going to get into that a lot more. But uh, uh, it, it was uh, it was not an easy bringing up for you. No. Uh, and yet, when you look at what's, and folks, you're going to hear some great stories today about uh, individuals and and some in our, you know, armed services that are receiving yes. the uh, program that you have, uh, it really is neat what God has done mm-hmm. and where we were and where we end up, you know, and how he takes care of us with that. Well, um, I, I know you grew up a millionaire, right? Yeah, just loaded with cash. <laughs> so, and you know, for most of us who did not grow up with money, yeah. uh, me included, yeah. uh, but but I was fortunate. I grew up in a home where mom and dad uh, were Christians. They loved me. It was, uh-huh. uh, you know, a, a, an amazing life for me. But we didn't grow up with with money, and so uh, to see us in the future, we didn't necessarily see us being able to to own a horse therapy ranch uh, or you know those kinds of things. Was that ever something you thought about at the time you were growing up? Never. Now let me preface this with saying I had the, the most wonderful mother. She Wonderful. did. She did everything she could for us three boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we always say, "Well, where were their parents?" Well, my mom was there all the time, but wow. uh, I was the one making the mistakes. Yeah, I hear not you. my mother. And uh, growing up without a man in the house, I kind of leaned towards the wrong men in in my life sure. growing up. Pretty typical. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. typical, and uh, uh, that's that's where where I made a lot of my mistakes by, you know, taking bad advice. Yeah. And when God finally got a hold of me at a promise keepers event. Oh, I love it. I was, uh, talked into going by my 11 year old son at the time. And is that right? I stopped at this place at about, I was probably about two in the morning. It's a little motorcycle club and we're in there doing stuff to keep us going. And I said, yeah, my kid wants me to go to this dang religious, of course, I didn't say dang. I probably said it was right. colorful, <laughs> religious event. Yeah. And I I, I went home. Uh, I got home about 6 in the morning, and I, I drank some coffee getting ready because I owned an air conditioning, heating, commercial refrigeration company. Okay. I was a functioning addict yeah. and uh, alcoholic and, and probably not the best husband, not the best father at the time. And I just uh, sat there. And I thought I got to go to work and I fell asleep. 3.30, I woke up. I think God was preparing my heart for the uh, the battle that I was going to ensue that yeah, day. Right, I, I got right. to the Promise Keepers event and I walked around going, you know, look at all these guys that I know that I do work for. And I didn't know they were Christians. You know, wow. I didn't know, you know, I know they're good guys. Sure. I didn't know. And... I started to get angry at uh, what I perceived as my people, these Chicano guys that were up there, and they were on their knees crying. And I thought, well, how in the world is that? Yeah. You know, and this guy, uh, and I'm yelling at him, and Ron Clymer tells me, guy, you need to you need to calm down. <laughs> so that was the first day at Promise Keepers. The next day I went, I was looking for every excuse to get out of it, you know, watching guys take cuts. That's what I perceived it as. Sure. But what they were doing is they were looking for their buddies from their church. And, and, uh, my son's telling me to calm down. And, and, uh, I left that place like a drowning man. I was driving home. We lived on, uh, Shaw and Fowler and I could see 
through my life where men and some women came along and tried to turn me and tried to make me a better person. And I would never listen to it, you know, and, and my uncle guy was one of them. My mom, she would always try and, you know, we, we, she grew up a Catholic right? and would, you know, drop me off, me and my buddy Gilbert and Danny. And, and we would, you know, go in the, 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 the front door of the school and, and walk out the back and head to Seven <laughs> Eleven with that money we were supposed to tie. Sure. And, uh, it just, the stories just in my brain were just going on and on and on. And, and, uh, that was it. I never did drug after that. Uh, about six months later, I, I quit drinking. Um, I was sitting at, uh, my pastor's house and I just, what does it mean to, to know the Lord, to come to Christ? To, and, uh, he just told me and I, I just accepted the Lord right there that wow. day. And, and then went through this battle of, uh, a depression in my body because, you know, I wasn't doing drugs no more. I wasn't drinking oh, yeah. and, and I, I just couldn't get up out of bed and, and walk and, and go see people and, and our finances were going down, but we were able to pay the bills. And, um, I watched this friend of mine on his knees and I told my wife, I said, someday, I hope I can get in front of everybody in the church and not be afraid and, and stay late, you know, get on my knees with my hands up and, and just, out of the blue, my wife says, unbelievable, he's dying. I said, what do you mean he's dying? Not on my watch. Yeah. Well, it wasn't my watch to watch, <laughs> but it was God's way of, of, of preparing me. Before when somebody would die, it was no big deal. My friends would die. They just became a piece of meat. Sure. And to watch this guy die was not going to be. So I found him a place in San Jose to live for free, uh, a place where he could get the special kind of cancer treatment he needed, uh, everything he needed. And I'd love to tell you, uh, Larry, man, it, I saved that man's life, but I didn't. He yeah. died. Wow. But he, he led five of my neighbors from my old neighborhood to Christ, guys that I never thought would love the Lord. <laughs> and, you know, this stuff just goes on and on and on, uh, just watching until we ended up at this ranch where, you know, I, I did videos for Christian men dying. Um, you know, helping them go to the bathroom, helping them to make these videos so when they did pass, they could leave a lasting impression on their family. And I love it. Uh, Stephen was the last one. He was 37 years old, brain cancer. He died. And I, I just put my hands in the air. And I said, God, what else, what else can we do? I, I understand yeah. you're telling me that death is precious. <laughs> and uh, off we went to a, another adventure. And then uh, about 2008, we started to watch all our finances going backwards, even though we were busier than we'd ever been in, 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 our, in our work, in our business. And it was God just pruning away all the bad stuff from, from us. And uh, lo and behold, we ended up in a rental house, walking away from homes, walking away from a business, and not knowing what we were going to do. Wow. And I ended up uh, fixing the electrical in that barn at that ranch. Yes. And God just put all the money we needed, everything we needed to get that place leased. And here we are today. Don't you love how God takes what appears to be the worst situation and turns it for good? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. folks, you're listening to uh, Powell to the people. Uh, I can't believe how fast these segments go. But this is where civility is always in style. And you're listening to my good friend, Guy Adams from Heart of the Horse. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. This is Powell to the People on the best talk in town. Hey, well, welcome back to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. And uh, you're listening to uh, Guy Adams, a really good friend of mine who is doing some amazing work with uh, horse therapy. And uh, many of you have read about things like this, uh, but uh, remarkable when you look at the clientele and the group of people that are being served by uh, the Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch, and a lot of great things that are taking place. Guy, welcome back. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, Thank you. So uh, you went from almost nothing to this ranch. Where's the ranch located? Uh, We're just east of Clovis, and uh, we always say God has a a funny sense of humor. Uh, We started that ranch with 1300 bucks a month. We had 150 bucks in our, our bank account. And my wife worked for a church, Loma Vista Community Church, for 18 years. And uh, we live amongst some really cool people. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we've, we say he's got a sense of humor because he puts us in this gated community. We're surrounded by people who make a lot of money. <laughs> yep. And I haven't taken a paycheck in 11 years. Wow. Um my wife is a little above 24,000. She's our only paid employee. Man. We are a true ministry and a true nonprofit that just doesn't believe in, um, and we're not trying to buy everybody a house. We're, sure. we're trying to help every child we can. Pre-COVID, we were doing 200 sessions a month with medically fragile children. Wow. So those are kids with rare genetic disorders, kids with uh, missing limbs, traumatic brain injury, coming through cancer, heart operations, lung operations, mm. uh, you name it. And, you know, we, we, we just try and make them better. It, you know, it really is amazing. There's something about the spirit of a horse mm-hmm. that relates to people, and people relate to that spirit in the horse. And the horse just senses that they're doing something special. It's, they do. It's, it's really fascinating. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, if, if you get a chance, go to our, our Facebook or go to our YouTube, and you will see a new video we just put up, and it's a new horse that we just uh, put through our training process to be a, a therapy horse. His name is Cowboy, Cowboy with a K. He's a lazy K horse. I love it. And this guy, when he sees those kids come in, he ignores everybody, and he just wants to go visit to them, visit wow. with them. You yeah. know, kids in their wheelchairs that are up on the ramp, he, we take them over, and he smells them and, and touches you know, with his nose at their face. And, sure. And then he just gets ready, and, and, and off we go. Wow. <laughs> it just blows in my mind how many of these horses we have that are like this. We have horses like Bandit who have been in elevators, who have done last right visitations and facilities for people that want to smell and touch a horse for the last time of their life. Wow, that's that's absolutely amazing. Now, the group that you work with, you you work with veterans, but you we also do. work with the medically fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, and families. If you're out there and you've got a medically fragile, uh, you know, child in your family, uh, you need to hear this. Uh, how how, do, how does it work? Uh, 
you know, if I've got a kid in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. how do you get them on the horse? How do you, you know, move them around? Uh, what is it you do to make sure they're going to be safe while they're on there? Safe? What's that? <laughs> We're putting them on a horse. I love it. Uh, um, every child is, is put up there safely. We put them up from a ramp. These horses are used to it. They're trained with wheelchairs. Uh, I also have a third. So nothing spooks them. Nothing spooks Well, you know, no, nothing spooks them, but we'll never say there is no perfect horse. Sure, sure. You know, but uh, I have a therapy dog named Daisy, and the training that she went through, I do the exact same training with the horses. So wow. if you come in our barn uh, and you go to our training room, yep. it's just a stall with a bunch of wheelchairs, uh, gate walkers. Um, IV racks, you name it, anything they'll see in a, in a hospital situation, sure, they see there, and and we train them with all that. We clean them. We we take people that are you know good of body and throw them up on the horses and move them around and let the horses you know be followed by people with walkers and you know everything. And, and the final test is we get everybody and everybody's rude to the horse and it's not being mean just rude sure get out of my way i'm in a hurry get out of my way and we just waltz this horse back and forth and wow you know when the horse is cool with it then then we start and what makes horse therapy special it's movement we use different types of horse we have the usual quarter horse we have arab horses we have pasifinos these horses all have a a different gait and a different movement so if we want to work with a child to get their, their endorphins firing, you know, we could put them on a horse that's going to seem to be going faster, and that would be like a Pasifino. Okay. If we have a child with a, a, a weak core and we want them to get a, more of a forward back movement, we'll put them on the Arab. If we want a child who's never walked and been in a, a wheelchair his whole life and they want to feel what it feels like to have their shoulders move, and that John Travolta swag. Oh yeah, I love we it. put them on the quarter horse, and we don't. We we support them. This is going to sound kind of goofy. We support them, but we don't hold them. Yes, we are there for them, and we let them do as much as they can possible. Every they all get a half hour. Very few of our medically fragile childrens can do up to fifteen minutes. You know, it's a lot of movement, and it's a lot of exercise. I have a, a young lady who came out. Her parents carried her everywhere. When they first put her up on the horse, they're adjusting her arms. They're adjusting her legs, and they're telling me this child doesn't move and she doesn't make noises. And we adjust our hands with the back rider. Now we have somebody on the back of the horse with this child. Okay. As we start to move, this child's brain starts thinking this isn't something usual. And we loosen up, or the back rider loosens up. And pretty soon you see hands moving. You see feet moving. You hear noises coming out of the mouth. Wow. You know, and, it, and it's just amazing to watch them. Well, these are movements that a child doesn't usually make. And now we're getting them to do it. And guess what? We're getting that child better. Oh, and I love it. I, I'd love to say it's a, a guy's awesome, but it's like Jack says, it, it's not a guy thing. Guy's not that smart. It's a God thing. And it is. <laughs> you know, it, and it's unique. Um, uh, I had polio, as most mm-hmm. of my listeners know, in 1949. I was nine months old uh, when I contracted polio. But I, I was so blessed because um, I, my parents didn't stop me from doing anything. And, right. and basically when I got home uh, at, at that young, young age, 
uh, I had been walking for six months, you know, when I got home. So at 15 months old, I couldn't walk. Boom. Uh, Dad said to Mom, let him get up on his own. Yep. And so I learned very early through their love for me by being disciplined enough to let me get up mm-hmm. that I could get up. And I love what you're doing because what happens is in those brains of those children that are medically fragile. Exactly. They're learning new things they can do, uh-huh. and they're, they're understanding. So I'll bet their anticipation to be there and wanting to be there increases with, you know, the, the integral between when they go and when they go the next time, probably yeah. they want to shorten that. Oh, we hear all the time, I hear people, oh, you know what? I, I, I told, I'll just say little Billy, that we were going to the ranch today, and his day brightened up. <laughs> you know, we have kids who... They'll come out there and, and you know, like kids with autism or something, and they'll, sure. and they'll fight. They don't want to get on the horse, but once they're up there, they're, we're having a move. And we had a child say grandma for the first time. Wow. Grandma. Wow. You know, and, and his grandma about fell over. You know, and we're able to get these words, and it's all movement, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's something God built into us with movement that is mm-hmm. so valuable, and that cadence and rhythm of a horse you know, is one of those things that uh, I know God knew what he was doing when he built a horse. Yeah. And then when he built Guy to use that <laughs> horse in a certain way, you know. Well, you know, I, I would have loved to have somebody like your parents uh, to write a book about what they did for you because there's a lot of times we're working with the parents. Sure. We, you know, they think we're working with their kids, but we're dropping hints, you know. <laughs> D- don't coddle this kid. Yes. You know, make this, this child do stuff on their own you know one of my board members we, we his, his his her son at 27 said mama and she looked at me and she said do you have an attorney on your board of directors i said no she says you do now oh i love and it and when when we hear her stories about what her son does you know she says uh, people say well you know they see him wheeling in and she says what well, at home he doesn't if he gets out of bed he wants a breakfast. He's got to get up to the table on his own. That's and, fantastic. And, and, and it, in today's society, that sounds mean, but it's not. No, it isn't. And that's no, not. it isn't. It's love. Well, and what was hard for uh, my folks is dad told mom, said, don't pick him up. Yeah. Well, what's a mother's heart? Exactly. A mother's heart is to pick them up if they're hurting yeah. you know, and stuff. And and as a result, uh, I've never had trouble getting up. Wrestled in high school and yeah. college, athletics, you name it. Able to do all kinds of things. Got a good handicap in golf about Six handicap in golf, so I hit the ball really well. Because nice. I tell people I don't limp up here in my head, only exactly. down here in my leg. So uh, helping parents understand, let the kids do what they're capable of doing because you probably underestimate what they're able to do. Exactly. And based on love, you're doing that, but it's not love in the long run when you keep them from being able to do what they're capable of doing. Exactly. You know, so uh, I, I also I wanted to read, uh, you know, y- your purpose that you have on your website uh, the Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch offers a hands-on experience with horses to exceptional people of the Central San Joaquin Valley. I love that. Exceptional people who have a severe physical disability. We also work with our nation's heroes who have suffered a service-related injury or severe PTSD. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, the clientele that you work with are folks that I know they benefit so much from this, and we're going to learn more about what's going on at the Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch you're listening to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. And my guest today is my good friend, Guy Adams. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. This is Powell to the People on the best talk in town. Hey, well, welcome back to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. And what a unique conversation we have today with Guy Adams from Horse of the Therapy Ranch, Heart of the Therapy Ranch uh, with horses. Uh, I, you know, uh, amazing things when you think about uh, some of the uh, things that he's doing. Uh, as county superintendent of schools, when I was in that job, uh, we worked with the medically fragile. We worked with kids who uh, had light bulbs on their head that were connected so they could uh, figure that, put it on a, a computer so they could talk. Uh, they they literally couldn't do anything for themselves, we thought, until we get them in the classroom and realize what they're capable of doing. Yeah. The idea of riding a horse, you're going, oh, I don't know about that. And uh, then all of a sudden we see what takes place at the uh, – Part of the horse therapy ranch where guy has volunteers putting kids, medically fragile kids and veterans on horses. And that cadence and rhythm that comes from being on a horse just translates to them physically yes. and then emotionally and spiritually and in a lot of ways supports them. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, I know you, you can't do all this work by yourself. No. Uh, you know, you need a lot of volunteers. Tell me what's it like, uh, how do you get to be a volunteer? What, what makes a good volunteer? Uh, you know, it, it, the good volunteer is just someone who shows up, yeah. you know, we, we train them and we get them, you know, out there and so they don't them. have to know stuff to they get They don't there. have to know stuff and yeah. they don't have to be horse savvy. They don't have to be, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. We, we get these people out there, and they come, and they, you know, you talk about moms, and moms wanting to take care of children, and we put them up there, these kids up there, and, and they just want to you know, just, just support them, and they go to put their hands in their back, and I said, no, no, don't put your hand back there. Let them sit up, yeah. and it's, it's so hard for them to not be a mom or a grandma, sure. or, you know, but we utilize about 70 Fresno State students a year. Wow, we that's quite, fantastic! Yeah, we we have quite a few uh, vo- uh, retirees that come out. Um, the VVA, Vietnam Veterans of America, we keep a board member on, or one of them on our board of directors at all times. Fantastic! And they come out every Wednesday and do projects for us. We have clubs like the Wise Club, and they come out and they're, they're right now they're working on a fence. And we have uh, uh, different church groups that come out, Loma Vista, and others that come out and. Uh, do projects for us and clean stuff up. Because a ranch doesn't take care of itself either. No. So not only the therapy of the horse and the, the child or the veteran on it, but it's taking care of the environment the horse lives in. Yeah. And that whole thing. So you always, you could use carpenters, you can use folks who can do repair work, uh, mm-hmm. folks who are just interested in donating their heart yeah. for this Heart of the Therapy ranch. Well, it's funny too, because we, we get... Uh, volunteers out there we have a, a really neat lady that quite horse savvy named shirley davis that just started coming out and uh she she whispered to me one day she goes you know what i, f- I feel bad i said why she goes because this is therapy for me <laughs> she goes, yeah, the volunteering yes, yes the volunteering you know and and 
uh, it's amazing to watch these volunteers and how it changes their lives. Yeah. You know, when somebody's put up on a horse and they're holding a medically fragile child and we're watching that person and then we have other people watching the child. And there, so there's, there's five of us moving along with this horse. Wow. And they get off. There's a lot of happy tears. And then, then you hear, I felt, I felt that body move. This, this lump of, of clay that just wasn't moving. I felt it rigid up and, yeah. and, and move hands and, and felt muscle and, and, and that hurt. core yeah. felt something they hadn't felt in a long time, if ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, to be a volunteer out there is it, for me, it's amazing. I, that's all I am. I, I I'm blessed to live on the property. Uh, but you know, God didn't put us out there to make uh, money. Yep. One, one of the things we, we were, uh, getting ready to do some fundraising and we had a guy who uh was going to help us and and he he talked to some friends of his and stuff and he came back he goes you know maybe maybe i'm going to help someone else because i i just can't see you guys being sustainable we 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 were talking he's talking about his business buddies and you know you don't charge nobody you don't have (laughs) there's no revenue coming in there's no this there's no that and god did not build our mission as a money-making deal. But guess what? God did not let us fail during COVID. We haven't had a fundraiser since 2019. Yeah, I know that. We generally have. I'm at most of your fundraisers. Yeah, you certainly are. <laughs> I think you emceed a couple. Yeah. We 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 normally have a, a cowboy concert at, at People's Church. And yeah. then, then we Sonny uh, have. Sonny Coelho. And, uh-huh, Sonny Coelho. Yeah, and, yep. and Jack Hanna. And, Jack and Hanna. some amazing talent, Dave Stamey. And then. Then we have the Sonny Quelo band for our dinner dance. And our dinner dance is exactly what it sounds like, a dinner dance. I had a guy named Matt Garza. He used to play for the Brewers. Oh, yeah, he I tells, He tells me, guy, he goes, that was one of the best fundraisers I've ever been to. You guys didn't bleed all over us for money. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's not what we do. We yeah. want you to come in. Yeah, we've got a, an auction going on. I'll get up and talk about what we do. And then we have dinner. And then guess what? Let's do some dinner and dancing. Yeah, I love it. Sonny Quelo comes up, starts the music, and we dance. And, and that's it. We thank everybody for coming out and those, you know, for, for blessing us with their presence. And, sure, and off and we it, go. If they feel led to donate, then donate. But exactly. I'm telling you, folks, Guy won't, but I will. You need to donate to Heart of the Horse. You know? <laughs> and there's if you go to their website, uh, and your website is heartofthehorses.org, dot org. Yeah. Uh, and there's a spot on there for donations. Uh, they can simply go on on the website, and it'll yeah. tell you exactly what you need to do. Because horses, um, they don't eat lightly. No, you know, just the the feed. You've got a laundry list, in fact, of the things that are needed. In fact, I was looking on your website. Uh, you're in need of uh, alfalfa grains. Oh, yeah. uh, Mini flake shavings for stalls, uh, mm-hmm. manure rakes, wheelbarrows, uh, new halters, new lead ropes. I mean, you've got a laundry list, but also you need cash. And oh, cash yeah. helps to, to deliver the things that you need to deliver mm-hmm. through this whole thing as well. Yeah. Uh, so if, if somebody's got access to some of these things, they can simply get a hold of you. And what yeah. phone number is the best to call you? You can call uh, 559 297 7100. Or if you need to talk to me personally, yeah. 559-287-3841. Got it. So uh, if you want to call the horse ranch, you can call 297-7100. You can call Guy directly on his cell at 287-3841. Uh, 
Go to their website, though, and check that out because there are a lot of, of really good things. You might just have some resources sitting around uh, that you can do some things that are pretty amazing. Now, equine assistant uh, uh, and facilitated therapy is what you do. Yes. Basically. And, and uh, you know, I've read up on it and read a lot about it because of the medically fragile kids that, mm-hmm. that I worked with uh, as county superintendent. And also when I was principal at Kings Canyon Middle School, uh, we had 12 really severely medically fragile kids. Yeah. And we're talking about volunteers right now. I would take some of the hardest core kids yep. in school and assign them to make sure that these medically fragile kids would get from location from one classroom to another around campus. And you know what? They really stepped up and they began to love these kids and realize that there was something doing something for somebody else mm-hmm. that was really special. You you talk about learning when you're there yeah. and volunteers, these kids that, that took my medically fragile kids around in their wheelchairs Nobody got in front of them, exactly. you know, or bumped them. They made sure that, you know, that pathway was open and you don't mess with my kid, you yeah. know, because that became part of their project. Yeah, and it's funny because you, you brought that up. The way I grew up, that's what I did quite a bit. We had Michael Craig. We had quite a few different guys that and young ladies at our school that were medically fragile. Yeah. And uh, people would pick on them, and I just yeah, I could not see that. Yeah. That is not going to happen on my watch. <laughs> well, and God's given you another watch now oh, yeah. you know, that is, <laughs> is pretty unique. Uh, I also wanted to talk to you. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the property that you have, but Jack Hanna. Yes. Uh, Jack Hanna is a longtime friend of mine and of yeah. yours. And uh, Sons of the San Joaquin, I have, I think, every uh, disc that they ever made. Yeah. Uh, fantastic thing. He was an educator, as I yeah. was. Uh, he was at Hoover High School, went to Clovis West. He was a teacher, a coach, a counselor. Uh, has thousands of kids across the valley that have been in his classes, and and he's had a profound impact on them. But I've I've talked to him personally about this, and he he does this as a testimony every place he goes. He said he realizes what his job is from now until he dies, and that is to support the Heart of the Horse Ranch because he's found something, and he's a horse guy to begin with. But he also combines that heart for kids uh-huh. with the horses and his love of horses, and it works out in Heart of the Horse Ranch. You bet. He's an amazing guy. Tell me what he does for you. Well, Jack he, Jack showed up one day, and he, uh, I didn't know who he was. You know, I, I had seen him around. I didn't know much about the Sons of the San Joaquin. And he says, I was sent out here to uh, vet you guys because uh, you're working with a good friend of mine's grand grandkids oh i love it and uh, he would investigate too oh yeah <laughs> so he followed me around for three days and wow. then this one day he 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 calls me over hey come here come here i, I walked over and he just whispers to me of course everyone could still hear it sure are you gonna put that kid on that horse i said yeah <laughs> when he knows horses yeah and he says you're gonna take that kid out of that wheelchair put him on that horse i said i am jack okay and uh he fell apart I and know. he he says to me I, I this is what i need to do the rest of my life he goes I, i'm shocked he goes I've, I've horses have always helped me and this is jack speaking and uh he goes now i'm watching him help these kids he goes can i be on your board of directors and I said, sure. He goes, you know, he goes, I'll be on him till the day I die. Well, God yeah. sent him there that day. Oh, he did. And those subsequent days. Yes. Uh, to, to make a difference. And folks, uh, we're, uh, we're on the end of our third segment. Hard to believe how quick the time goes. And, 
And I'll, I'll tell you what, Guy, um, amazing what you're doing. We're going to talk more about uh, a couple of needs that you have in our fourth segment here. But you're listening to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. And we're just glad to have you with Guy Adams today. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. This is Powell to the People on the best talk in town. Hey, well, welcome back to our last segment for the day. Uh, I, you know, time just goes so fast here, and I, I love the guests that we've had. And today we've got Guy Adams from Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch. And, uh, you know, being an educator, uh, Guy, uh, I love kids. I always have. That's been part of uh, my heart is for kids. And, and having had polio and then having been assistant superintendent for special education in Fresno Unified, a part of mm-hmm. my career, uh, I've seen kids in all states, uh, every kind of challenge that you could possibly have. And I just love what I see. And I've seen most of your videos of what happens when that kid oh, yeah. gets on a horse for the first time and that smile. And it's not only just smiles in the face, but it's smiles of the body. The body, that's right. And you're seeing them like this excitement that is beyond description. Yeah. And unless you see it, it's hard to describe how how unique it is for them and to get that cadence and rhythm of that horse as it moves and and the protection around them to help make sure that they're going to be safe while they're up there. Mm-hmm. But they begin to develop this inner confidence oh, yeah. that they didn't have before. It's absolutely remarkable to see. And, and I was lo- looking at your website again. You, you work with uh, doing treatments for cerebral palsy, for muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, traumatic brain injury, sensory impairment, uh, loss of hearing or sight, Down syndrome, autism, missing limbs, PTSD, and many other disabilities. I, I don't think there's a disability that you don't bring them in for. No, we get them all. <laughs> you know, uh, it's really remarkable. Uh, but I want to make sure we cover in this segment, uh, uh, right now you're renting the place. We are. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what, what's your typical monthly cost for just for the rent of the place? Well, we our, our strokes are about 10000 a month. Okay. And... Uh, Recently, I get a call from uh, the owner of the property that she would really like us to buy it, and which was exciting for us. Sure. And I'd, I'd like to go back just a little bit to the beginning of when this started. So when we took over that ranch, we did not know what we were doing. I was bringing horses off the track and making them into trail horses. And we had a couple people in there renting. That didn't work out. And a guy showed up with his daughter from Morgan Hill. Mm. And what made me think of this is when you were talking about the looks of the body. He wanted his daughter to pet the horse. And I said, sir, I, I, this horse is fresh off the racetrack. It's a stallion. Uh, I, I can't they're let, strong. Yes. And I can't, Unpredictable. Let, I can't let this wheelchair, you know, that wheelchair get near him. I'm afraid, you know. Uh, the guy got mad at me. Off he went. And that night I went home and I, I just, God, God put her face. Mm. And I just said, what are you trying to tell me? And I went and found a horse, and I went with 500 bucks. My wife was madder than a hornet. You know, we don't have money. Yeah. Don't take that 500 bucks. Right. I came home with a $10,000 horse for free. Wow. I went and tried to get walkers and wheelchairs and everything we needed to train that horse, like I said, 
uh, like a therapy dog. And I couldn't buy any of it because people were just giving it to us. Wow. Wow. And we got that horse trained up. We brought that little girl out. The same little girl. Same little girl. All the way from Morgan Hill. I had a heck of a time talking to dad into coming back. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, Two guys from church went out there with me. They looked at me like I was nuts when they saw that little girl. (laughs) And we put her up. I bet they were praying. Oh, yeah. Big time. (laughs) We put her up on that horse, and we watched this little girl who leaned forward in the wheelchair, who was strapped in with shoulder straps and a belly strap. I've seen that. Yeah. Fight to sit up tall. This big smile emerged, and the, the, the color of her face totally changed. And it was like God just slap. I went, okay, I get it. Wow. You know, fast forward, we're, we're doing 200 sessions per month, and we're not charging anybody a dime. And we're trying to buy the property now. We're going to buy the property because it's right. in God's plans and not mine. Yeah. And we're going to take that center section. We're going to make a sensory trail, sight, smell, sound. Uh, that trail could be utilized um, on a, with a walker, with a wheelchair, on the back of a horse. We already have the blueprints made. Uh, a, a local attorney said, I want to help you guys. I'll pay for those blueprints. He was, uh, She was out listening yeah, uh, to our story and what we wanted to do. Um, I'm waiting to get somebody out to give me a bid on covering our arena. And then there's uh, a, a company in town uh, that we're going to talk to about setting up a therapy room for training future physical therapists and mental therapists on how to work with kids Wow! and uh, taking that type of equipment with them. Wow. So we've got some lofty goals, but, uh, you know, to me, the money just sounds outrageously a lot, but you talk to other people and, and, you know, they say that's not much in the scheme of things. So we're going to try and raise $2 million. Okay. Good. A million of that gets us the property. And the other part gets us the the improvements, and then that'll put about five hundred thousand into a uh, a, a, tr- a trust fund, um, so we can have employees, a couple of them, and uh, never have to worry about charging anybody. That's that's not our goal. Yeah, you know, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just you know. Well, you know what? Uh, I'd like to kick that fund off, so I'm going to pledge a thousand dollars right now. <laughs> Just to say, hey, folks, uh, come on, you've got some extra money sitting around. Uh, let's uh, let's get this started so that we can uh, see that uh, Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch owned and directed completely by Guy and Carrie Adams and uh, just get it ready to go. And, oh, that would be, you fab- know. That would be fabulous. And, and one of the things is you know, it's not going to be in Guy and Carrie Adams' name either. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> in, the, in a trust for the Heart of the Horse. Yeah. And when we're done, somebody else will run it. It's yep, going to it. be a, a entity that's going to last forever. Well, I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you got guys like uh, Jack Hanna. You've mm-hmm. got a whole bunch of folks that are really, you know, situated, uh, uh, doing everything they can to help. Um, and, and folks, you're li- those of you who are listening, you know somebody who has some resources. You know somebody who's got a $10,000 sitting on the side there, and uh, they got a choice. They can invest it in something that's going to be very short-lived, or they can invest in something that's going to be a long time. Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch is one place they could put that money, and it would go to really good use. And uh, I just would encourage you, uh, 
you know, take advantage of these opportunities when they come up that uh, you can do something that is sustainable, that's going to change, literally change hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lives. You bet. And, uh, I mean, it, it's it's remarkable. And how long have you been operating now? We're in our 11th year. Well, that's hard to believe. Yeah. I remember when you started, but oh, 11 years. It's been 11 years. <laughs> that's like, wow. It's, and it's flown by. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's it's just been an amazing ride for us, you know, and uh, one of the things we have to do in in the summer is, is close because yep. of the heat and the bad air. A right. lot of the kids that we work with at 88 degrees, That's they're hard. done. Yes. Yeah. And then with the bad air, they're even more done. Right. So, you know, this last year we did some camps for CASA kids. Gotcha. And then uh, we head up to a place called the Diamond P in West Yellowstone, Montana. Mm. And... Carrie and I save our money. We pay our own way. The ranch isn't paying for it. They only pay for our diesel. Wow. And we work with kids up there. We have groups from uh, like Pocatello, Idaho, bring, you know, kids with Down syndrome out. and We put them up on horses. We've had, you know, and then then you sit there and go, all these awards we've won and, and all these people that get involved with us. And we're up there and all of a sudden we're on a TV show. You know, the best of America by horseback on, yeah. on RFD TV. Wow. They come out and do a segment on us. And, you know, it's, it just blows my mind. We've, we've been in the Wall Street Journal. We've been in uh, Stars and Stripes all over the world. We've, you know, L.A. Times and, you know, the, the B, the front page. And we're in Hall of Fames. And, yeah. you know, uh, California Nonprofit of the Year, California Image Award winner with Levi Strauss and Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, as our, our 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 partners in 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 that award, and I just sit there and, and I'm I'm in shock that God has taken us to this place yeah. where we get to you know soar with the eagles. I love it and help these children get better. Well, I I want to remind folks that uh, Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch uh, just is doing some amazing work. I want to remind you of the uh, website Heart of the Horses. That's with an S dot org. Uh, you can go online and you can find out about how to donate. You can learn more about them, how to contact them. All that information is there. You can also learn about the uh, anytime you're going to have a concert, uh, you know, the cowboy concert and all yeah. those things, the dinner that you're going to have. And volunteers, if you, uh, you know, uh, would like to have your life changed in, in a, a really positive way, uh, donate some time. They don't have to be there every day. They can no. donate a couple hours a week or yes. whatever works for them. Uh, I just would encourage them to do that, you know. What, what we have is two sessions a day. We have the morning session, evening session, or afternoon, I should say. Yeah. And we ha- we have a whole different group of volunteers at e- each session. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, folks, it's hard to believe we're down to our last minute here. Uh, Guy, uh, I'm going to encourage our listeners. They need to step up and help you buy that ranch. That'd $2 million awesome. dollars will do it. And, uh, folks, there, there are a lot of you out there that I know can do something about this. And you're going to do something for a lot of medically fragile kids. You're going to do something for our veterans who are struggling with PTSD and a variety of other things. Heart of the Horse Therapy Ranch with equine therapy and all the things that are taking place with that. There's a place for you to volunteer. Uh, you, you simply need to contact them. And remember, you can call 297-7100, uh, and that will get you to the Heart of the Horse. You can call 287-3841 and talk to Guy himself, and he will direct you what you need to do. Thank you so much, Guy Adams, for being here today. This has been really good. I'm feeling good. I'm going to have to go out and ride a horse. That's what I've got to do. Hey, listen, thank you so much for being with us on Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. 
We look forward to hearing from you again. Take care. Bye-bye.